Extra Time! Hello and welcome to Extra Time, I'm Barry Guy. The Gold Coast Commonwealth Games are up and running and so is the New Zealand team with immediate success and the promise of more to come. New Zealand has its largest ever Commonwealth Games team there and I suppose the expectation is that they'll return with its largest ever Hall of Medals. In uh, Glasgow four years ago, New Zealand won 45 medals, including 14 gold. And they've started well this time. I'm joined by sports editor Stephen Hewson. And Stephen, uh, I suppose a pretty good way to start the games for the cyclists, especially on that first day. Yeah, well, it was a bit of a redemption, wasn't it, really, Barry? I suppose, especially for that um, men's team sprint of Eddie Dawkins, Sam Webster and Ethan Mitchell because they, they bombed by their own uh, standards at the, the World Champs last year, finishing sixth, I think it was, after going into that event as the, the defending World Champs. Uh, they were, of course, the defending champions from Glasgow uh, four years ago. Um, so to, to get that gold medal, um, yeah, I think that certainly lifted their spirits. And, of course, the, the silver medal from the uh, women's uh, team pursuit and also the women's uh, team sprint, um, although the, the women's team sprint they were completely outclassed by Australia in the final in fact they got they got lapped so I mean that showed the, the difference in class between even just first and second but but a top performance and, and I suppose that also came after a disappointing start in a sense for, for the triathlon because uh, there was uh, there were no medals there and then that was a, a sport that we would have been hoping for medals for um, Andrea Hewitt um, I think she's ranked about fourth or fifth in the world and would have been about second rank, highest ranked going into uh, of the athletes at these games um, and again Again, a disappointing performance from her at a big event. She just doesn't seem to be able to uh, pull it off when it comes to the, the likes of the Olympics, the Commonwealth Games, or, or the or the World Champs. But uh, in the men's fifth placing for Ryan Sissons, that 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 was a good effort. And of course, uh, young Taylor Reed, teenager from or youngster, 21 year old from Gisborne, um, competing in his first uh, games. He he was uh, uh, leading when he came off the bike and into the run, the, the final five kilometre run. Uh, but uh, he didn't quite have the uh, have the uh, ability to, to stick with it there, and that's possibly his, the weaker of his uh, three legs anyway. Yeah, it's interesting with triathlon because uh, apart from uh, Carter and Doherty at the Athens Olympics where they did so well there, it, we haven't really excelled, have we? And I know the, the administrators have changed and those sorts of things, and this was a sprint event, which, you know, it, it's just so quick that anything could happen. But um, obviously still a lot of work to do for triathlon New Zealand to, to get back onto the top. Not really. I suppose they've got the, the team event uh, left, or the, the mixed. So it's mixed. Uh, there's two men, two women compete as a team, and they each do the uh, sp- uh, the sprint course. Although it's a wee bit shorter, even than the uh, the 750 metre swim, the 20k bike, and the uh, the 5k run. So they shorten things down for that. So it's in a sense a, a relay. Um, so they they uh, could get a look in there. I suppose just one point to note from the triathlon too, of course, was the. Brownlee brothers from from England um, were uh, weren't among the medals, and uh, that's quite a quite a quite significance given the, the the impact that they've had on the sport in the last five or so years. Just touching on a couple of other sports that got underway, the the netballers uh, Angola, I think it was, didn't look hugely impressive there. Uganda, so, uh, Uganda, sorry, yeah. Um, uh, so we haven't really changed our minds on uh, perhaps where the silver ferns might finish up. No, in fact, you'd possibly say they were even more ragged and po- even making the bronze medal playoff could well be uh, uh, an achievement itself. I mean, I imagine South Africa would have been looking at that because you remember, of course, that the Silver Ferns have been beaten by Australia, England and Jamaica in the last six months. Uh, South Africa are then sort of next on the, the rankings and I imagine 
from what they saw of the Silver Ferns in that game, they'd be going, well, no reason why they can't be in the bronze medal match at, at, uh, at least. Uh, so, yeah, they've got uh, Wales up next. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they, how they go with that. You know, if, Wales, in fact, might even be looking at it and going, well, you know, if you're going to play, like, can only beat Uganda by just over 10 goals, um, you know, that, that yeah, not, it was ragged and uh, not, not good omens. Yeah, and we've touched on previously last week, I think we talked about hockey and a couple of other the team sports, but perhaps one of the teams that's not really having too much luck and perhaps we are relying on was the women's rugby seven side and they've had a bit of illness going through their team. Yeah, well, both both sevens teams actually, haven't they? Because they've got Ruby Tui out with the mumps, uh, and they've had a couple of other injuries. The men too have had a couple of injuries uh, that they've forced players to leave camp. And of course, the men men have also uh, remember have got two teams on the go because they've got the team here for the Commonwealth Games sevens, and they've also got the team that's uh, preparing to play the Hong Kong World Series uh, tournament. So uh, things are spread a bit thinly for for the sevens and. Uh, the uh, women's sevens team, they remain up on the Sunshine Coast uh, and being sort of kept out of the Athletes' Village. They're due to come to the Athletes' Village um, on Sunday. Uh, Ruby Tui has actually been hospitalised, so uh, things, uh, although she's in a stable condition, so uh, hopefully things will uh, improve smartly for her. Into the, uh, the swimming and uh, New Zealanders... Uh... Well, we'll have to wait and see how they go there. Paris swimmers uh, have done really well in recent times. Stephen, I suppose, are we looking at uh, at Sophie Pascoe again to lead the way there? Well, absolutely. As, as uh, team leader, I suppose she, she uh, may feel a wee bit more pressure, but, I mean, she just, you know, the success that she's had, I think, what is it, nine Paralympic gold medals. I um, mean, no reason to think that success will, will not happen here on the, on the Gold Coast. I mean, uh, swimming's... Not uh, had a great run over the, the past sort of few games. Uh, struggled, I suppose. Lauren, there's no Lauren Boyle here, of course, uh, and she's been the sort of the only one that's managed to, to pick up medals on, on the world stage. So uh, Sophie Pascoe uh, and maybe a few of her other para swimmers would be in the medal hunt. Uh, the able-bodied swimmers, uh, a few of them will make finals, but you'd be uh, pushing it, I imagine, to, to see them pick up a, a medal. But yeah, Sophie Pascoe, the, the one to watch in the pool as far as New Zealand's concerned. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Laurel Hubbard, the weightlifter, shortly on uh, Extra Time. But uh, there's a few sports there like uh, weightlifting, boxing, um, you know, squash and those sorts of things. It always happens that we pick up a few medals in the, in the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, Joel King, obviously, and Paul Cole, they're the, the highest-ranked players uh, of the squash world that are here competing at the game, so you would be uh, expecting big things from, from them. Uh, weight, weightlifting, I mean, Laurel Hubbard is, is a strong gold medal contender. I mean, we've got David Nika in the boxing. He has his first fight later on today. Uh, he's defending champion from, from Glasgow. He's uh, gone up a, or come down a class, I think it is. Uh, so he's fighting a different class, but as a gold medalist, he, he knows what, what it's all about. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, uh, a few of those uh, those other sports uh, will, will pop up and, and sort of have their time in the limelight, no doubt. New Zealand's most successful sports when it comes to any games is uh, athletics and I suppose will be... Um, it- expecting a lot from them you know Tom Walsh and uh, Dame Valerie Adams in the shot put but there's there's uh, others of course uh, you're looking forward to getting along and see some New Zealand success there 
Yeah, well, I mean, the the field team is just, I would imagine it's possibly one of the the strongest, if not the strongest, we've possibly had at a games, be that Olympics or, or Commonwealth. Um, because we've got Tom Walsh, uh, the world world champion shot putter, uh, Dame Val, as you mentioned. You've got uh, Eliza McCartney in the pole vault. You've also got Olivia Mataggart in the pole vault. Uh, the pair, the, the the pair of them are undoubtedly medal contenders. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a strong strong looking um, field team for for New Zealand, and uh, they they certainly will be uh, expecting some uh, some some trophies, uh, golden ones, hopefully. And what are the locals saying? You talk to many uh, when you've been doing your shopping or whatever. They they're all saying no worries, mates, when it comes to organising the games. Yeah, I think they've all sort of been. I mean, it's interesting around the roads. So they were expecting traffic mayhem and things, but uh, maybe maybe all the warnings have kept people away, or the locals maybe have even gone out of town. They've decided that uh, to, to get out of town for a, for a couple of weeks. But uh, no, it's all all going relatively smoothly and. Uh, it's like anything, though. I suppose you know it takes a day or two for these things to to really climb into it, and uh, and no doubt, as we see more and more Australian success, there's been already you know, a few, few gold gold medals for the Australians. That uh, either, you know the Aussies won't be uh, shy and, and uh, shouting about their performances and triumphs. Thanks to Stephen Hewson, our sports editor on the Gold Coast. Yes, it was a very good opening night of the uh, track cycling. Team sprinters Eddie Dawkins, Ethan Mitchell and Sam Webster never looked like losing from the outset of the final as they beat England in a time only fractionally slower than the Commonwealth Games record they'd set in qualifying. Joe Porter was at the velodrome and spoke to an elated Mitchell and Dawkins about atoning for their disappointing sixth-place finish at the recent World Champs and winning New Zealand's first gold of the Games. Yeah, we just got informed of that. I mean, for us, we, we didn't go out there and try to do that. It's like, um, yeah, we were lucky enough to go down to the village the other day and, and soak up some of that, you know, village environment. I think it's such a strong Kiwi, Kiwi team we've got here and we just can't wait to hopefully in the second week sit back and relax and watch some of those more medals coming through for the Kiwi team. We were talking the other day, like a tea in your eyes, just how desperate you were to win this gold. Defending champions and after what had happened at the World Champs, how nice is it to stand on top of the podium? Yeah, it was huge. It's huge to be there. It's huge to get a bit of redemption. It's more for ourselves than anyone. You know, We knew we were better than we were at, at the Worlds and we came out here with a point to prove and, and we proved that point and... Yeah, the week's early. Yeah, there's a few more races, a few more medals to collect, hopefully. Your partner was in the crowd, your family, a lovely moment, jumping up into the stands to see them. How special is that? Oh, it's huge. It's the first time that's ever happened. Like, my parents have gone to, to races, but I've, um, but it's cool to be able to interact, you know, about to see my wife. I haven't seen her in a while, so it's good. <laughs> good uh, keep it PG, though, but it's, um, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. And having her family there and, and friends and... It's just it's an amazing experience and it's very unique. We haven't been able to do that many times, so it's yeah we definitely cherish it when we can. Just standing there on the start line of the final of the men's sprint, my heart's going a million miles a minute <laughs> just watching you from the stands. How does it feel for you guys? Oh, it's cr- it's it's crazy. It's um it's one of those feelings you can't recreate in training. You know, yeah. we do so many starts together, so much team stuff, and and you're not going through the motions, but you're like everything's precise and it's, you're doing it what doing it right. But when you get on the line. The heart rate starts to go a bit nuts, and um, that, maybe that's partly to blame for all the caffeine that we take, but and too many Red Bulls. But um, if that's, that's if a coach doesn't steal them halfway through, but um, yeah, that's no, crazy. And, and we harness that. You know, it can tip over into anxious, an anxious feeling. But if we can harness it, it's definitely a um, fuel for the fire for the race. Yeah. Are you out of sleep tonight? 
hope so. <laughs> yes. There's about 15 seconds to go. I've got a couple of mates who have come over and they got pretty stuck into the beer tent by the looks. And they were just, I was on the start line trying to be all focused and they were like, go Ethan! And I'm like, oh mate, here we go. Yeah, those boys are in the crowd, all right, I'll take that. But no, nah, it was cool. We love it. We love the support. And um, I was actually surprised how loud the cheer was when we got up on the podium. So it's a very special moment. Joe Porter also talked to our women's 4,000 metre pursuit team. They won New Zealand's first medal of the Games, a silver. It was a special performance from the team who finished fifth at the recent World Champs and fourth at the 2016 Rio Olympics. Joe spoke to a thrilled Raquel Sheath and Rushley Buchanan. It's pretty exciting. I mean, I've never had a like Crom Games medal before, or, <laughs> so I was like pretty chuffed with it. <laughs> and it matches your nails quite perfectly. It does. Well, it did yeah, well. we yeah. did well. I <laughs> think we could have planned it better. Oh, yeah. yeah, look. And winning the first medal for New Zealand team at this Com Games, how special is that as well? Yeah, that was really special for us. Um, we're not staying in the village, so we kind of miss a little bit of the buzz, but we're super proud to be those people and yeah. um, rep the fern first. When do you think it'll sink in that you've actually got a silver medal draped around your neck that no one can ever take away from you? Probably when we start seeing it all over social media and the news <laughs> and everyone like being like, can we have selfies? <laughs> <laughs> can I have a selfie with you? Yeah. <laughs> Although the competition's not over just yet, is it? No, no we have plenty more pedaling to do. Um, some maybe a little bit more than others. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for us, it's just one race at a time. And, um, yeah, we'll focus on our track comps and then we'll be excited to get into the village. And, and then that, I think maybe it might hit us then when we get into the village. And, you know, we're proud of what we've achieved and um, we have some bling to show it off. Yeah, I tell you what, we fought hard for it. And um, I think it's easy to say that we're all very chuffed to come away with a medal. So, um Speaking for everyone, pretty stoked. As you were ripping around that track in that final, could you hear the Kiwis yelling out? Oh, yes, we could. <laughs> but, I mean, in the zone. Nah, it was awesome. Um, I've never had a crowd with so many Kiwis in it, so that was pretty unreal. Yeah. Just how proud are you to have won a medal for your country at a Com Games, the Friendly Games in Australia, just across the ditch from home? It must be a pretty special feeling. Yeah, it is, and it, we went up to see our folks afterwards, and like the whole crowd was like excited for yeah. us. And yeah. yeah, we've been riding around here, and like heaps of people have been yelling out of the cars, yeah. like "Go Kiwis!" So yeah. yeah, it is. It does feel like a home games, and um, yeah, we just want to do the country proud, but do ourselves proud as well. Yeah. And when you crossed that finish line and knew you had the silver in the bag, or although you already knew that going into the race, was it was it sort of a feeling of elation, relief, joy? What was it? Yeah, it was definitely a feeling of joy. I think because. Uh, it's been a long time coming I feel we've worked so hard for so long and we've always kind of been in the shadows um, so it was really cool to come away with something to show for it No one can ever take this away, you're in the history books now Yeah, thanks <laughs> We'll see what we're, what else we can do this weekend Yeah, a few more medals this, right, eh? Yeah, for sure Got a bit more in the tank? Oh, definitely, <laughs> I hope more. so I mean, I've got like three more races to go so. <laughs> Joe Porter doing a great job at the cycling This is extra time And one of New Zealand's brightest Commonwealth Games medal hopes faces a potentially hostile environment on the Gold Coast. A chorus of protests has swelled since Laurel Hubbard, formerly a successful male weightlifter, got the green light to compete in the women's event. And the 40-year-old will have to summon all her mental strength to block out the interest surrounding her. Bridget Tunnicliffe reports. Laurel Hubbard is the first transgender athlete to be named in a New Zealand Commonwealth Games team and her selection has been controversial. The president of the Samoa Weightlifting Federation and national coach Jerry Woolwork says it's not a level playing field. Woolwork has a weightlifter in the same category as Hubbard at the Games, Feng Aying Estowers, who is currently ranked second to Hubbard in Commonwealth rankings. She's also, you know, a bit 
this Harden, uh, I, she she had a, a real chance of competing for gold medal, and, uh, but now uh, you know it's 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 a bit of an unfair disadvantage, or if you can see it. Before she transitioned in her mid-30s, Laurel competed for New Zealand for many years as Gavin Hubbard. She has met the International Olympic Committee regulations around acceptable testosterone levels that enable her to compete against other female lifters. But Warwick believes a lot of the strength Hubbard developed when she competed as a man has stayed with her. I still am against it because I think it's unfair and uh, I just hope that all this happening over there, whatever media... It's not going to affect the other athletes from competing at the Commonwealth Games and the spirit of the Commonwealth Games. Hannah Mouncey, an Australian rules football player, transitioned to a woman in 2016 and has been barred from the national AFL women's draft. Chris Rourke is her coach at the Ainsley Football Club in Canberra. He says the negative attention on Mouncey has been appalling. Social media has been horrendous to her. Um, I actually read a few of the things on there and you know, I had to shut it down. I thought it was, you know, it was really poor. Um, I can't believe people actually can speak about another human like that. But she's, yeah, she's copped a lot of abuse. Uh, she still cops it here because she's quite a, uh, she's a big lady. Yeah, she certainly stands out on the field. One of Hubbard's main rivals in the 90-kilogram-plus division will be Australian weightlifter Deborah Arkison. The Australian Weightlifting Federation tried to have Hubbard banned from competing in the women's division, saying she has an unfair advantage. Rourke says he hopes Hubbard isn't met with a frosty reception in Australia when she arrives on the Gold Coast on Friday. Once they've been cleared by the, the proper authorities, I mean, what more can you do? I mean, if they're abiding by the rules and, you know, their testosterone is, you know, where it should be, then I don't see they have a great problem with it. So hopefully Australian people will uh, cheer her just as loudly as uh, we do with any of the other medal winners. Hubbard has delayed her arrival on the Gold Coast, not travelling with the rest of the squad, but high-performance manager Simon Kent says that's not because of the controversy around her selection. Yeah, we're talking about a, a 40-year-old now who's pretty comfortable with, with how she can prepare in, in that routine, so very comfortable just to trust that and, and believe that when we get here, yeah, there'll be some interest, but you know, she's a potential gold medalist, so that's, that's what the interest needs to be around. In an interview with RNZ last year, Hubbard said she believed the best way for her to cope with the attention was to focus all her energy on her sport. Look, as an athlete, all I can really do is to block that out because if I try and uh, take that weight on board, it just makes the lifts harder. So all I can really do is just focus and lift. High Performance Director Simon Kent says they have six medal contenders in the 12-strong team, deserving of just as much attention as Hubbard, who prefers to stay out of the spotlight. Bridget Tunnicliffe with that report. And that's Extra Time for this week. Follow us on Twitter at RNZ Sport. I'm Barry Guy. Bye for now. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.